Hello, this is Masajati, and welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 139, Turning Abuse into the Foundation for Success. Um, this was taken from the Abuse Recovery Foundation uh, Fundamentals uh, that we did just a while back. It was a free talk, uh, and, it's, and it helps you prepare for... Uh, the abuse series coming up uh, beginning of the year so take a look at the abuse series it's probably the most in-depth uh, abuse recovery series uh, that's around um, from what I see and from what people um, have that have listened to it already uh, it's just quite amazing that you know people have gone to psychologists people have done a ton of things but it's like they've never heard uh, abuse explained in this fashion uh, and to them and to many, I said it makes so much sense now. Just, just listening to that aspect that it makes sense, it resonates some truth, uh, will heal you and help you recover. Um, so it's going to be a fantastic. Uh, hopefully, uh, for you, it's going to be a fantastic talk as well. So we'll just jump right in. Um, go ahead and get comfortable and get situated. Uh, and uh, seeing that there's a lot of new people. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go into uh, my background. You know, the background, you can look at it. Uh, but basically, um, <clears throat> basically, uh, I've had two near-death experiences. So, you know, I see things from a, a very different level. And not to be egotistical or anything, uh, it, it's just something that is is like. From what I've seen, uh, the body of knowledge that I tapped into, uh, which I've called exponential intelligence, by the way, I've ne- I haven't created this body of knowledge. Uh, I haven't discovered it because you know, uh, this body of knowledge, there's other people um, who have say, accumulated success in all forms, pure success, success or significant success, um, has, has used exponential intelligence. I'm just that person that through the two near death, uh, is maybe categorizing it, clarifying it for individuals. So, um, so, so that's my background. Um, and again, you can look at it through the website. Uh, this is a fundamental call, uh, one of five, uh, abuse fundamental calls. Uh, and the reason why we're doing this call is, 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 is that we do have an abuse series that starts uh, the beginning of the year. Um, and we went over the purposes of why we are doing the five free fundamental calls. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, if you're new, uh, that's available for you too. Um, but in a nutshell, uh, my abilities, well, there's a couple of reasons, but uh, again, the potency of my abilities coming through uh, and then the frequencies of what's happening over the, uh, you know, the universe uh, as more transparency is needed to say, progress uh, what's happening in the universe. Um, so very powerful forces here in action. Uh, and we decided that uh, to postpone the abuse series till January just because uh, it would be too much of a drastic change for individuals, especially when we're talking about abuse. So this is a fundamental call, uh, one of five uh, abuse fundamental calls. Uh, this one, an abuse overview. Uh, so we're going to get into uh, not 
what's been covered because you can go to the web, uh, you can go to Google and get the fundamentals of abuse. Uh, you know, psychologists have used, you know, theories of abuse. This goes to the deep underlying, say, core or the essence or the purpose of why abuse happens, uh, uh, why abuse was created. Because, um, again, I go to the top level. So the topics or the reasons that I discuss are probably not covered in Google um, or anything like that. Uh, and then the second abuse series... Uh, the second abuse series is uh, relationships and abuse. So it's the fundamentals on how abuse happens in relationships. Uh, and then wealth, how wealth can abuse you. So uh, getting the right mindset of wealth so wealth doesn't abuse you or distort you as you accumulate it. Um, and then parenting and abuse. This is really important. Although it sounds like parenting abuse where we've, we all have parents. Um, so removing the abuse that comes from that that side of it. And then if you are a parent, so to ensure that you're not abusing your kids. So again, both sides. Uh, and then health and abuse. Right? How you can um, get on online or away from, say, reoccurring patterns of, say, health issues that uh, some of us have. So, so again, uh, sit back, kick back, relax. Uh, as a note, as well as I'm as I'm speaking, um, I'm working on you. Or again, what that means is generating frequencies that help you shift, to help you transform. Right? So if you are sensitive to frequencies, uh, just make sure that you're in a safe place. Um, so as I see it from exponential intelligence uh, point of view, <clears throat> uh, all distortions are abuse. So that goes into um, uh, that goes into um, um, just one second here. So so what that means is. Um, from an exponential intelligence point of view, um, uh, all distortions um, are abuse. Second, I'm looking through my notes here. So, so, <clears throat> um, well, let's do it this way. So let's go through, say, um, the typical, say, experience of abuse or, you know, what's out in psychologist theories and so on like that. Um, you know, you may not realize that abusers feel powerless. Right? Uh, they don't, uh, they don't act insecure, um, to cover up the truth. Uh, in fact, uh, they're often bullies, thinking that uh, they're secure. The one thing that they all have in common is that their motive is to have power over their victim. Uh, this is because they don't feel that they have personal power. Regardless of worldly success uh, to them, communication is a win-lose game. 
they often have the following personality profile. So this is, uh, again, standard definitions of abuse, just to get everybody on board, and then we'll talk about, say, the ER, uh, or the deeper levels of why these things happen. Um, they're insecure, uh, needy with unrealistic expectations of a relationship. Uh, they're distrust, distrustful, uh, often jealous, uh, verbally abusive, uh, needs to be right and in control. Uh, they're passive, uh, may try to isolate their partner from friends and family, uh, hypersensitivity and reacts aggressively, uh, have a history of aggression, uh, is cruel uh, to animals or children, uh, blames their behavior on others, uh, suffers from untreated mental health problems, including depression uh, or suicidal behavior. So, uh, and again, those are, say, the psychological uh, terminology. And then most often, you know, when somebody's an abuser or being a victim, what do we do? We work on the behavior patterns on why they're an abuser or an abusee. But, you know, that takes a long time. That's why, you know, if you go to a psychologist, and again, not, not knocking down psychologists, but if you go through the traditional standards, and many of you who are on this call have gone through the traditional standards, even medication, uh, but why does that pattern still, say, exist or, uh, or continue to flourish in you? The underlying reason, and this is what the fundamental call is about, the underlying reasons we're going to go deep into. So one is that... Um, Um, and this is, let's get back into why I say that uh, all distortions uh, are abuse. So anything that keeps you off your path okay, is is abusive. So whether it's good or bad, okay, uh, so whether you think that somebody is abrasive to you or whether you think that, you know, like say money, Right? You go, well, the more money I have, well, how can it be that abusive? Well, if that takes you off your path, uh, or, uh, is something of benefit which takes you off your path, uh, that can turn into abuse. So we're gonna discuss all that. And I know it might sound confusing, uh, right here, but we're, we're gonna be discussing on the, even the good forms of abuse. Um, So the bigger picture uh, of abuse is that, well, why did nature or why did, say, God create abuse? Uh, let's talk about it that way. So in, in, in its true form, there needs to be, say, duality. Right? In this reality, um, there's duality. So, so if we understand this uh, and then the takeoffs from it, we get to, say, control uh, how we've been abused or, uh, you know, how we abuse. Right? So in its deeper form, um, nature uh, has created abuse as a form of decay. So what that means is is that, um, um, what that means is that abuse is a form of death. Right? So, so, Everything has to decay to consist of time. Um, let me explain that. Um, um, so, in its in its deepest sense, okay, 
uh, n- uh, nature uses to decay to to create death or say, a disconnect in time. Um, uh, over time, what's happened is that uh, humanity or humans have say used humanity has used this decay process, and again, it's a natural occurring process that happens. Uh, to say continue growth. So over time, uh, humanity has decided to say use abuse, uh, for control. Uh, and again, if you, if you can't follow, don't worry, because as I give you examples, you'll understand, uh, why this happens. Um, and this is, and this is where, uh, this is where, uh, uh, uh like voodoo, uh, witchcraft, uh, any form of say, any magic, right, satanic worship, all those things are forms of abuse. And those are extreme examples, but there are, you know, softer examples of abuse as well. So, 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 so what they've taken is, is, is that form of decay that's a natural occurring process, just like death is, uh, and they've used it to control time. And, I, and again, it might sound strange to you, but you know, just work with me here. So the reason why, or the main reason why, or the only purpose uh, people say form, uh, the, the only reason why people will abuse somebody okay, in any situation is off, and it goes back to being, say, off the path. So any purpose that is off the path. So when I say off the path, it means that you're out of time or out of sync. And that's why anything that gives you gets you out of sync or gets you out of the present moment uh is abuse. Uh in the religious uh in the religious form um sin would be abuse. And that's how religion uses to control you. So so for example, sin the original form or the original meaning uh, of sin is that you're off the mark basically off the path. So in its original form, basically uh, what they're saying is that you're out of time. So the main purpose, again, why people abuse or why people are abused is because they're out of time. Abuse can never happen if you're in the present moment. Again, you're on your path. That's why uh, like a euphoric moment uh, can be abusive to you if you sustain that euphoric moment. That's why, say, um, you know, uh, uh, say complete joy, right, or extreme, say, patterns or extreme euphoria will turn into, say, uh, will turn into, say, abuse or distortion for you if it continues. And most of us don't think that way. But if you look at the science or the mechanics behind abuse, you'll see why those patterns happen. And too much of anything, basically, right, can turn into a bad thing. The reason why is just uh, just the reason that I discussed. Uh, it gets you out of sync or out of time and then becomes the abrasive or abusive for you. So that's the bigger picture uh, of abuse. And just over it, uh, abuse has been used by nature to start the, the decay process. Right? And as that decay process goes, because again, time decays, right? it's a disconnect of time, uh, and as we disconnect from time, we start to decay. 
So with that in mind, nature uses that disconnect of time to decay so further growth can expand uh, or further growth can blossom. So, for example, um, in a nature cycle, you have fall, things start to decay, things start to die off, uh, but then uh, that die off becomes really fertile soil for blossoming, you know, for, for seeding, uh, for growth, for expansion, you know, in the wintertime and then through the summer. So it's a natural cycle. But uh, again, as humanity can say stop or at a time, what would happen is that well, they stop the process of the natural cycle of decay, which turns into growth. And then that's where we have the problems of the distortion, and that's where they have the problems of abuse. Um, so, so a good thing has turned into something that uh, abuses us. So that's the bigger, uh, that's the bigger picture uh, of abuse. Um, so we discuss the benefits of abuse. But again, the benefits of abuse in, say, its purest form. And I want you to realize this so we understand how we can utilize and then grow from it. Because an abuse, again, a sense of decay, is used in nature to shed off those things that aren't necessary for us. So in its natural cycle, uh, in nature, it's a growing or expansive experience for us. Okay? Just like any other like, negative emotion that we think are negative, those emotions are used to grow and expand if used properly, like jealousy anger, hatred, all those things are methods for you to disconnect from, say, patterns of decay or those things that keep us off our path. It's really important to understand this because, um, because again, it puts you back into the cycle of, say, using abuse properly okay? or using the process of decay properly. So imagine that um, and just to give you a clear example, again, going back to nature because it's a perfect example, uh, and it has been for millions and billions of years. Um, if you look at, say, what abuse means now, so you're, you're, you're in summertime, you're in fantastic growth, but you can't perpetually grow, right? There has to be, say, some sort of decay or some sort of disconnect or some part of, part of fall off. So part of that would be a sense of dying. So as we say, let's shut off, say, the distortions of ourselves in the fall season, and that's the natural cycle. But in humanity, we hold on to things. And as we hold on to things, we start to stop time or slow down time. And then as we slow down time, what happens is we get off sync again, off the path, and then we start to decay internally. And that's where our lives becomes abusive. As we say disconnect from time, right, the abuser has to say or has to reconnect in time or reconnect or become in sync with time. So as we realize that we're out of sync in time, right, we start to become, again, insecure, 
uh, needy, um, you know, all those uh, attributes of uh, an abuser. So what do we do? We try to latch back on time, onto time to feel good. And then, and then how we latch onto time is connect to somebody, the abusee or the victim, who is in sync with time. And then we'll try to control that person. So that's why, um, so, so, and that's why many individuals who think they are victims in reality, they're the ones that are always anchored. They're the ones that are in time. They're the ones that are solid. They're the ones that are more complete than the abuser. Although the abuser who's out of time always has to say, erode somebody or make them feel insecure so they can say jump into their moment of time so they can jump into the abusee's moment of time to feel safe and secure so that's the reason why people abuse people uh it's not about you know anything that we think about so that's the cycle it's always a disconnect from time so that's the foundation so once we understand that right, the abuser will start to wake up because this series it's not just about people who've been abused it's about people who say are uh, are the abuser as well because the victim the abuser and abusee are one and the same. They're the same coin, different sides to it. So when people abuse individuals, they are, in a, in a sense, abusing themselves. Uh, and then, uh, and then victims uh, of of the abusers. Well, at some level, they are they running a frequency that allows that abuser to latch on. So, so again, the abuser or the abusee or the victim needs the abuser to sustain moments of time or become present. And I know it's really far out there because most people go, you know, I've been hurt, uh, you know, I've been abused, I've been beat up sexually, verbally, and so on like that. I just want to get away. But this is, if we understand that, uh, if we understand that, you know, people who have been, say, severely abused or mildly abused or uh, just, uh, you know, either whatever framework that you work in from mild to severe abuse, have you ever noticed that if the abuse does not occur in your life, you seek abuse? If you are not being abused uh, from the outside, you would start to abuse yourself. Internally, this is where self-infliction, you know, self-hate, uh, distrust within yourself, uh, criticism, all those things start to occur. But most people or most victims think that it's an always an outside circumstance. So we have to go in and understand that, well, you know, if we want to feel safe, you know, we move away from everybody, then we start to abuse our own self, right? Uh, or basically what happens is that Time abuses us because if you're out of time, you're always being abused or if you're off your path. Okay? So I just want to clarify that off your path does that mean, does not mean that, uh, does not mean that 
you're not on your destiny. It's like, Moss, what's my purpose in life? Uh, you know, what am I created to be? Uh, you know, why am I, why did I, you know, create this life? What's the purpose? What's my goal? Your only goal is to be in time. So let's get into, say, the logistics. So good things, uh, let's talk about, say, good things uh, that turned out to be abusive. I just want to go through my notes just to make sure. So we've talked about how nature uh, uses abuse right, as a growth cycle, um, uh, deterioration of time. Again, we have to disconnect from time to grow. And again, that's why decay happens. Um, we talked about the original purpose of time or how nature uses time or negativity, as we would call it. And we're going to be talking about more about emotions and how that's used to, say, grow. We talked about why people abuse others, why people take abuse, why abuse, uh, why abuse abuses both the perpetrator and the victim. Uh, this is a this is really good. So, why do the patterns of abuse continue? So, for example, why does the abused uh, become the abuser? Say you you're a child, you you get abused, and then what happens is like you become a parent, and then you abuse your child. Right? You would think that 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 person who's been abused could never let it happen again. So that pattern would stop, and you would never victimize. So those, so if you understand the concepts, again, I hope I clarified it because it, it, there's so much content in here, guys. It, it would take you know a whole week. So I'm trying to boil down the main points. Um, so the reason why that happens is that um, why do some people, again, who've been abused, retain that pattern of abuse? And get abused throughout, and then, um, and why do some people who get abused, you know, as a child, become the abuser when they grow up? Both again, both patterns again go back to moments of time or getting out of time. So, if you run say, a victim type mentality, and, and you get abused as a child, most likely what happens is that as you grow into adulthood, whether you're a parent, uh, whether you're a worker, an employee, um, uh, whether you become successful, non-successful, everything will victimize you or everything will basically abuse you, no matter what it is. Just look at your life. This is where people who are, say, great successes uh, get abused. Um, like Robin Williams, for example, uh, amazing talent. But why did he get abused with his talent? You might think that money uh, or anything else, you know, the fortune, the fame, uh, the money of individuals like that, right? they'd be happy. They'd overcome all that. But again, if they become a victim or they run victim-type mentalities, 
no matter what you do, the good things in life will magnify the abuse that they have. So the good things in life basically magnify the disconnect that they are out of time. And that's why love will become abusive to those people who are abusees or victims, let's just call that's why anything good and that's why it's really really important because many when when we talk about say the abuse series uh, many people go well you know I'm successful uh, you know and and you know and I've got you know somewhat of a good relationship and so on uh, you know this 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 series isn't good for me but you can only extend to a certain level uh, of wealth or success if you still run patterns of abuse um, and then uh, there are people who uh, get abused as a child and then they grow up abusing. So these these individuals do not run do not run victim type patterns as an underlying pattern. So they run aggressive patterns. So what happens is that to stay in time, okay, the way they've been abused. They learn that that keeps the, the 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 person that abused them. They start to see that pattern in their abuser, and they go, "Wow, they're in time. They feel like they're in control." So becoming an abuser, you know. So so as they grow, the way that they stay in time is that well, if I start to abuse or control people, then that means I am in time and I am in control. And that's why the and that's why that the the abusee becomes the abuser later on. It's another underlying pattern that um, um, that distorts people. Uh, let's talk about say the good things that turned out to be abusive. Say for example, religion, religious forms of abuse. The concept of sin, we talked about that, being off the mark. Right? Uh, and then, uh, say religious, is supposed to say expand you, you know, expand you, enhance you, enlighten you. But if you look at any, say, religious form or any religion or any spirituality, and again, it's not the concepts that they teach. I just want to get that straight. I'm not against any religion, but most of all religion or the practices that people you know, engage in, uh, called religion, has turned into a, a form of abuse. Because most individuals who are, say, religious and they practice it off, uh, their lives are, say, in shambles or they are distorted at some level. They're not getting, say, the same results as the originators of that religion. They're not getting, say, the same results as Buddha or Muhammad or Jesus. If you're not getting the same aspects uh, or the same outcome as the creators of those religions, then obviously you're getting abused by your religion or you're doing something wrong, that's why, or getting disconnected. So religion, if you look at it, or or even spirituality, right, uh, it's a form of control for them. Right? They use guilt. They use, if you don't do X, if you don't pray five times a day, if you don't do Y, uh, you're off the mark and you're going to sin and then you're going to go to hell. So, right, it's always a form of control. 
So a good thing is turned bad. Um, and again, in all forms, abuse is a form of control. Uh, good things, uh, misconceptions of love. Now, a lot of us, uh, like I was just working on an individual uh, just yesterday here in Dubai, uh, and, you know, really, really close with her father. And now her father is close to, say, crossing over or dying. And then, so what's happening is like, you know, and I'm saying, well, you know, your father was kind of abusive to you. And she goes, no, my father was really loving. Okay? We were so close. He did everything for me. And I'm going, yeah, that's a form of abuse. And many people think that way. Right? So the underlying reason that a people love, say a parent, would love somebody to an extent of suffocation. Right? However, most children who are loved that way, they think that their parents love them so dearly that they'll do anything for them. They'll take care of every whim uh, you know, that they every whim and desire that they have. That's a form of abuse. But as children and then into adults, they go, no, that parent was the best parent ever. But then what happens, or the purpose for that, for example, in this situation, that father was basically creating uh, a pattern where as he crosses over, right, that child needs that parent so strongly that it allows that parent, as they say, they cross over or die off, to to step away from you know a dying body and just walk into, in this case, her his daughter, and that's how the family <clears throat> that's the how, that's how the family pattern continues. And you've seen that before. People who are caretakers, uh, most likely they get abused by the people that they take care of. Again, another form of abuse that. Something good has turned into bad. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't take care of your, you know, loved ones who are aging or people who are sick, but mind how or the reason why you take care of them. Like in the case of the, say, extremely loving father that took care of everyone, the only reason, and I wouldn't call, call that love, but the only reason why that happens, right? People who 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 are extremely helpful, for example, the only reason why they are like that, and again, it looks really good on the outside, but the only reason why they're like that is because they're extremely insecure. So if they can be really, really helpful to people, people open themselves, right? They go, oh, this person is so loving, they're so helpful, I'm going to, you know, take them into my heart. But what happens is that as you take them into your heart, they feel safe and secure. But however... What happens to you is that you start to feel insecure because now you're you're getting burdened by their issues. Unfortunately, what happens is that since they're making you feel safe and secure on the outside, but then destroying you on the inside, you would want more of them. You would reach out to them when you start feeling um, when you start feeling insecure, and then they give you more love more protection, more whatever, but then you feel more insecure. So it's a really vicious cycle. This is the same way, say, that religion, this is the same way that gurus, this is the same way that governments, like, hold on to you. 
This is the way that they control you. Because with kids who are, say, suffocated with complete love like that, when they grow up, since they've never been, you know, uh, they've never, you know, uh, you know, scraped, you know, scraped their knee or anything like that. Well, they grow up being helpless. That's how, by the way, in extreme situations, and, uh, like satanic cults and so on like that, how do they keep, how do they keep uh, their abusees or their victims in control? They do everything for them. It's called grooming. They do everything for them. So as they grow, they can't run away because if they run away, they don't know how to take care of themselves in any way. Do you see the similarities? Uh, they see the similarities. I mean, do you see the similarities? Uh, an extreme, uh, an extreme example of that to a mild example of what we call, say, love. So that's what we have to watch out for. Again, these are all examples. We're going to go into, uh, or, 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 you know, scratching the surface layer, but we're going to go into how that affects relationships. We're going to, uh, go into how that affects, say, money and health and so on into, you know, when we do, uh, the other free calls. Uh, patterns of wealth, for example. Um, you know, we've all heard <clears throat> wealth, uh, and we're going to elaborate this on the wealth and abuse call, uh, rule sets that turn into abuse. Right? Uh, so, you know, I, 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 you know, on Instagram, I subscribe to, say, these channels, you know, like Billionaire or Success Motivation, and they always talk about you have to sacrifice yourself to become wealthy. Right, uh, you have to say disconnect from everything and spend your time, um, right, and not get involved with the family. Uh, you know, and this is where you know people who become greatly great, you know, they come into great wealth, right? great success. Uh, their love life is destroyed. Their their family is destroyed. Uh, their health is destroyed. Right? So something that's supposed to be good gets abusive for you. And then what we attribute, because we're looking at the outside surface, and this is a form of great abuse, what happens is that most individuals who don't realize the underlying patterns or the underlying reasons why things happen, and again, that's why these introductory calls are here for, they would look at money as the root of all evil. They would look at money or the benefits of abundance to go, no, I'm going to stay away from that because I see this person who became a great success and they lost their family. You know, they got addicted to whatever to kill the pain. Uh, they're all alone. They're secluded because of the money that they're making. You see how that becomes abusive? Do you see how religion or society uses say something that's good for you money to control you because if you don't have money in this today's society in this economy right well, you're under somebody else's control but as so either way you lose the way the system is set up so you have to step away from the system 
and then money turns into the abundance that it's supposed to. Money starts to become a, a reflection of uh, the abundance that you are on the inside. Otherwise, it becomes a torture tool for you. So if you extrapolate that, love turns into the same pattern. Love is just a tool. But if you start to consider, you know, if that's love is just a tool, uh, hatred, jealousy, envy, you know, power tools that people use to control others. And that's why, you know, you're trained in all of society, in religion, to stay away from, say, those negative emotions and go towards the positive emotions. Well, if you do that, it's a great way to stay weak. Look at anybody, say, that uses you or controls you or abuses you. They don't use love, although that one example um, uh, I gave you just previously. But for the most part, they use the negative emotions to control you because they're much more powerful as a control tool. So, so once we start, say, to learn the logistics of these tools or of these emotions, we start to use all the emotions as a way to propel us out of where we are or out of uh, um, out of the situation of being abused and then out of the situation of the abuser. Um, as a note, <clears throat> you you can't end abuse, and I know that sounds kind of strange. Uh, and this is this is the one reason why people who have gone to abuse counseling okay, they want to end the abuse. Uh, and people who go to abuse counseling, and their main objective is, say, ending the abuse. Right? The Me Too movement is about ending the abuse. But what happens is that it's a natural cycle that is. You can't end something that's a natural cycle or a component that's needed to to enhance life or perpetuate life. So if you are in that mind frame of ending abuse for yourself, you'll always be abused. And that's why those those counseling sessions or anything that you've tried in the past, including drugs or medication, will always abuse you. So successful individuals, significantly successful individuals, people who use abuse the right way, will use it as a GPS uh, tool. So, so what that means is that, say you're off the path, right? You're off your path. You're off your mark. You're out of time. You have a you have a specific direction. And I'll give you a more solid example. So, airplanes, they're off about ninety percent of the time from their direction that they're going. Well, you go. Well, how do they ever make it to where they want to go? But what happens is that they're always they're always checking where they're going, and so at a deeper level, 
right? Being off the mark is a way to find your mark. So if you go a little over to the left, and this is how planes do it, they see that, oh, they're off course. So significantly successful individuals, what they would do is, oh, I'm a little off to the left, I better go to the right. They're a little off to the right. They'll go back and come back to the left, right? So they're always like course corrected. That's why I say airplanes, all 90% of the time, they're off the mark. Just like many of us are. But every time you're off the mark, it's a growth pattern. It's a growth experience. So how can you end that? Because if you end abuse like normal, like the normal paradigm or normal definition of abuse, you would end your life. That's how integral it is. You wouldn't go anywhere. And again, that would abuse you. So successful individuals, again, course correct all times and they use abuse or they use distortion to get them stronger but people who get abused just put it all in a nutshell people who get abused they're off you know they go off to the left and they go well this is a learning phase um and then you know they're off to the left and they don't course correct or what happens is that somebody else is off their mark as well. You know, like your lover, your parent, your child, or whoever that you associate with. They don't know how to course correct. So what do they do? You're closer to the mark. You're closer to, say, your path, right? Because they've gotten way off the path. They latch onto you. So, you know, uh, they would you know tie a rope onto you to pull them into being in time. And then you both get off the path. That's why I say the abuser and the abusee are in the same boat. And you're both driving. You're both drowning and you're both, again, going off the path. So turning uh, turning that cycle of decay or turning that cycle of abuse into a coming into form or coming into your path. Um, I want to get into the pain body just a little bit. So many individuals want to, say, disconnect or delete their pain body. Because I hear this, boss, can you delete my pain body? So your pain body is an efficiency system. And it goes into what I was talking about earlier, not the plane example. It tells you that you're off the mark. So you can't, you can't turn off like your compass. So using your pain body to get you on the mark, that's what it's supposed to. So it's putting you back as it's putting it back as an efficiency system or a compass that's calibrated properly. But then what happens is that the abusers will use your pain body or your compass to control you, which gives them say more control or that feeling of being on the mark. Because they're close because the abusee is closer to the path or of time than abuse uh, than the abuser. This is why I say that everyone has been affected by abuse because we're not using the patterns or the powers uh, or the potential of significant success because it doesn't give us or bring us into time. 
So people who do use significant success, they will use abuse or anything to perpetuate them forward. Like I said before, they're off the mark, right? They grow and expand. They get stronger from it, whatever that they need to get them back on time. Um, let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. So I just want to go through uh, some of the highlights because I know I covered a lot uh, and, I'm, and I was trying to condense everything for you. Okay? So if you didn't understand, say, before, or if you have a lot of questions, that is really good. Because people who run victim-type patterns, they need to know all the possible questions out there okay, to feel safe and secure. So as you disconnect from the abuse patterns, having a lot of questions is actually really good because it will get you to the point that you get so confused that you give up. And as you give up, you don't stop time anymore. You can't stop time anymore. And that's where you fall in sync with time. So you're getting off the mark. So if you get confused on this call, it's a good thing. So don't run your old patterns and then go, well, Moth didn't make any sense. Um, you know, he was too confusing. He was all over the board. In reality, I don't think on a linear pattern. And again, that stops time. Uh, I think of more of a three-dimensional pattern. So just let it simmer into you. Uh, and you'll see in a very short time that those, say, disconnects that you had about how this was laid out will start to form. And then you get a better handle on how to, say, re um, recalibrate the compass so you know that you're on track. Um, but I just want to go through uh, and, and see if I left anything out. Uh, so uh, here's one thing that I left out. Um, why is abuse continuous? Why can't abuse be a single event? Like death. Why doesn't your abuser just kill you? Because what happens, and this is the, the progress, right? uh, especially in extreme, especially in like satanic, um, uh, satanic worship, or, 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 you know, uh, cults, things like that, they usually, it's like, suck the life out of you, and then they kill you. So why do they do that? Uh, the reason being is that their only purpose of abusing you is gaining control, which is basically gaining, you know, the present moment or coming back into, say, the connection of time. If you, if they killed you, you're no, you're no use to them. They can't, they can't course correct, right? Because if you disconnect from time by death, well, they'll have to find somebody else that'll pull them into time again. So that's why, that's why they keep on abusing you. They'll get you to the point of death, right? And then what happens, and this is one thing to note, and, and this is why I, I stress this. Those people who, who are abused, you, you are actually the strong ones because you are closer to your path. And just think of it. Right? And this should give you hope. Um, the reason why you, you've been abused is because, again, you're closer to the path than your abuser. And I know that might not seem right, but 
you are pulling along somebody else or you are pulling along groups of people, whole states of consciousness back onto their path. If you can disconnect from that pattern of being latched onto, those people who have done it, and that's why people who have been abused, pushed around, you know, distorted, destroyed, they learn how to disconnect from people latching onto them. And this is where, you know, you disconnect. And then this is where those individuals who have been, again, pushed around, destroyed, they turn around and turn into great success. If you look at any leader, anyone who has been, um, again, mass success the right way, not the distorted way. So the, this, this, the, the distorted ways I talked about where their wealth and abundance and fortune and fame destroy them. Okay? I'm talking about significant success. If you look at their history, they've been abused. What they learned was that they disconnected from those people who abused them, again, by strengthening their core, by defining where they are in time. And they use that to propel them to great successes, again, significant success. So for those individuals who abused, hopefully this gives you that ray of hope, that ray of hope or starts to say, create that ember that turns into uh, a flame and then it turns into a roaring flame, uh, again, a pure success, right? So you're not distorted, you're not, you're not, uh, you know, you're not any good, you have plenty of talent. More talent or, uh, let's just say, more potential than the abuser. And that's why, again, jealousy of you, right? Cutting you down, because that's a way of latching on. So, um, so that's why, uh, if you look at the bigger picture again, abuse is continuous. One of the patterns of abuse, so higher levels of consciousness that want to control you, whether you call it entities, uh, you know, the devil or whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me. But the science behind that is that they want to control you so they can stay in time and suck the energy out of you. Right? It gives them a sense of peace because they get they get pulled back into time by you. Even say, uh, let's just call it the devil. Right? Although there's a consciousness that's really not called the devil, but or the definition of what religion calls the devil. Um, um, but but in those situations, what they would do is they would get you addicted to drugs, you know, sex, uh, alcohol, what chocolate overeating, whatever it is, because when that happens, it disconnects you again from time. It keeps you weak, weak enough so somebody else can control you. Okay? Uh, and to give you a, uh, another example of, say, how distorted love or that distorted definition of love, what do people who really love you or smother you, right? that definition of love that I talked about earlier, they keep you out of control, out of balance, so you always need them. So in a sense, they're creating, say, a sense of addiction. Right? It's that passive-aggressive type individual that I talk about. Right? And that's the pattern of abuse that a lot of people, a lot of ourselves, overlook. We just go, oh, they're being extra nice, or oh, wow, they're being extra loving. 
Watch out for those individuals. And again, they might do it not um, overtly, uh, or they might not have bad intention, but that's the real reason why they're doing it. Um, so if you have, say, um, and this is great for people, so if you have people who are addicted and they become addicted over and over again, you know, if they've gone to counseling and, you know, those counseling courses, hypnosis or whatever, else hasn't worked to, say, release their addiction. And let them know about the abuse series uh, to end that pattern once and for all. Uh, give them this free call and they'll start to get the picture. So, so this initial call was to, you know, turn on that light on how you see your life and how the patterns uh, or how you've run those patterns so we can start to categorize or take inventory on where we are so we can get back, say, on the path. Uh, purpose of abuse is a bigger picture, the benefits of abuse. So I talked about the benefits of abuse. Again, successful individuals use it as say, a, a, a compass on, oh, I'm off the mark. I get, better get back on track. Um, abuse as a deterioration of time. Again, very important to note. It's not just out there. It's not the devil's tool. That's one thing that we have to eradicate or get rid of right here, right now. If you think that way, you are running away from the bad towards the good. You'll always be in perpetual abuse because you can never run away from the bad or the negative because you're in a world of duality you need heat it's like running away from cold to get into the heat well you would never know what heat is if you didn't have the cold people who are blind from birth they never know what the light what light is the color or anything like that because they've never been experienced it so again you can't run away from the negative, because there's no negative. It's just opposites. Okay? Significant successful individuals, they use both to know that they're right in the middle of both. And then this is where people like Jesus, they master the world. Jesus didn't say, go away from the dark into the light. He mastered the world. Mastering the world means that he mastered both sides. Right? The light and the dark. So we need to use start using those scenarios or that example of where we're headed. And again, we're not running away from the dark into the light. But as we ascend higher, we see the brilliance of all and we become even brighter. Uh, we talked about abuse. Abuse is both the perpetrator and the victim. It's the same coin, but complements of each other. Uh, did we create our reality of being abused? So that's an interesting question. Uh, I just want to go over it. Um, so most abuse comes from families that were off the mark or off their path. So over time, imagine like, you know, 100 generations ago, right? You're a degree off. And that's why I say pretty much everybody is abused. Um, if we weren't, we wouldn't run the the world the way we see it today. There would be no 
uh, pollution. There wouldn't be no oppression. There would be no abuse or control or oppression of any form. Um, but think of it, 100 generations ago, you know, um, somebody gets off the mark by a little bit, by one degree, 100 generations ago. And again, because we didn't realize that we're off the mark. Right? So what happens? All that abuse gets further and further. So by the time your generation comes, right, that one degree over, you know, what? Uh, 100 generation, that's about 25 years. So that's 2,500 years of being off the mark. If you're off the mark by one degree, 2,500 years after, how far off are you? So, and I'm not predicting the future. So, however, as, as the purity wave comes through or as that transparency comes through, and that's what detox is about, guys. So I just want to talk a little bit about detox. Because okay? many of you, even after this call, will detox. It's like detox. So basically, you know, you're a degree off, 100 generations. Now look how far off we're off the mark, right? So you see the light. So as this transparency comes through, okay, the cloud lifts, the clouds lift. Right, the haze or the fog lifts, and you, you know, you have a set of binoculars, and you go, "Holy hell, I'm supposed to be way over there," and then you get to see how far off you are, and then you have to trek back to getting back in time. So trekking back to get back in time is basically removing all the garbage of all those generations that you've inherited. And then the farther off you are, the more painful or the harder it becomes. And again, that's your pattern as well, not exponential intelligence, the way I run the sessions or anything like that. I want to get that emphasized as well. It's just that, you know, you, you awaken, you know, it's like turning on that flashlight. You get to see how far off you are at the mark. And sometimes it's a treacherous journey getting back. So sometimes as we go through, if we're off the mark by being severely abused, sometimes we go through the memories of abuse to get back on mark. So I just want you to be aware of that. It's not that, oh, I took Moss's abuse series or even, you know, this foundational class, uh, and then I started getting more abused. It doesn't work that way. Basically, you're awakening to the fact on how abusive your life has been. I'm just, again, w awakening you to where you are so you can get back on track. Right? So so if you get abused, if you get distorted, if things fall apart for you, again, it's a good thing, but you have to stay on track this time. If you use it to perpetuate yourself even more off the mark, well, it'll abuse you more. So once you start this abuse series, right? If you start thinking negative thoughts, if you start thinking that I'm the bad person, I'm the devil, or I'm the abuse, I'm the abuser, sometimes what happens, people who have been severely abused, they'll have dream states, because you've had dream states before where you've been abused, so it's been a great tool for you, right, by whatever controls you, to control you. They'll use that perpetrator, or that abuser will use my face, my identity, for me to come into your dreams and then abuse you. We get, you know, uh, sometimes we get emails go, Moss came into my dreams, he abused me, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
It's not me, guys. So just note that. It's just that that perpetrator is using somebody that you can trust, right, to keep you away from somebody you can trust, to keep you away from somebody that can actually help you. So that's another form as well. So really be mindful of that, especially if you run patterns of insecurities, right, of fear, uh, of, of not trusting. That's uh, that's how those people have say controlled you in the past. So again, really be mindful on how you start to detox. Um, so we talked about good things that turned out to be abusive in religion, spirituality, um, and, and let's just talk about say good things. So uh, again, you know, people think that religion. You know, it's defined as control, uh, I don't know, in what language. Um, so people go, well, people created religion to control people. In reality, that's not true. And so, But what happens is that, uh, again, the creators, you know, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, uh, Abraham, and so on, they didn't create that to control people. Right? And that's redefined control. Because you have to have control. Either you control yourself or somebody or another consciousness controls you. It's one or the other. It's either a one or a zero. So what happens is that they, you know, there's great control. You have to have immense control to get to the level that I've got. To, let alone, you know, Jesus and Buddha and all those individuals. The reason why you have to have great control is because as you ascend higher and higher, you're, ha- you're going to have to be on the mark. I mean, on the mark. You can't, you can't, you know, go off by a, a smidgen. You can't be off by a second. Because if you do, you're moving so fast that you'll get off the mark really fast. So let me just talk about that real quick. Okay? And this, and I talk about this because there's a lot of people that are taking the abuse series as an educational tool to help others. So if you're a healer, the, the abuse series, whether you've been abused or not, uh, is a great opportunity for, for, to help you to help your clients. And so, so at the lower levels, you're going at a slow pace. So just to give you an example, uh, you're in a car, you're driving five miles an hour. And most of society drives five or ten miles an hour, right? Because you're resonating at a slower pace. Right? That's where where a lot of the issues occur, by the way. But as you say speed up, so at five or ten or fifteen miles an hour, right? You can keep your eye off the road. You can you know text and everything like that. You can uh, you know you can go off the lines and go. Oh, I better get back you know on track, right? It's easy. It gives you a lot of leeway because time is moving slower or the essence of time is moving slower. But as you resonate at a higher frequency, a, you know, and this is, again, this is where people who are in accelerated class on the 21 days and so on, they're finding out that they think of something, again, off the mark, right? They, they take their eye off, you know, where they're driving. They think of something. Now they're going 60 miles an hour. It still isn't too bad. You're going 60 miles an hour. So say that you're off by a degree. At 60 miles an hour, in a very short time, you're going to be off the road if you don't course correct. 
That's why, again, time becomes very important, or the essence of time becomes very important. Because although we're still in the same 24-hour cycle, okay, we're going through a lot of awakening, or a lot of, uh, we're resonating at a higher frequency. Okay? So we're covering basically a lot more ground within the same amount of time. So in this example, we're speeding up. Okay? Now imagine you're going 100 miles an hour. There's no way in hell that you're going to be checking your text messages, uh, putting on your makeup, or doing anything like that while you're driving. You just can't because if you're off the mark by just a little bit, you're going to be off the road in a very short time. So imagine going 200 miles an hour. Everything has to be in perfect order. You go around a corner at 200 miles an hour. You have to know how to do it exactly right. I was just doing uh, motorcycle racing or learning how to. It's amazing how much control uh, that you have to have. But itself, that control basically is self-perpetuating if you know how to use it. But most people over-control, say like on a motorcycle, and that's where they get destroyed. So they over-control and they get off their mark. So that's why it's really, really important as we ascend higher and higher and that's where the advanced students are having, say, little issues with, with exponential intelligence because they don't have the luxury of taking off, uh, you know, or looking away for just a second. And by the way, this is 24-7. You have to be of, you have to be conscious all the time or basically present or basically keeping your eye on the road all the time. It does become easier and easier because you get conditioned you know, at those higher speeds, to to so it's an um, it becomes it becomes more and more automatic, just like anything that you do over time becomes second nature to you. So it does become easier and easier and easier, and then when it does become easier, you can go 300, 400, 500 miles an hour. This is where amazing abilities start to come in, like abilities like mine, uh, healing, transformational abilities, whatever your genre would be, you know, materialization or whatever that you want. Uh, that's where that comes in. So we can use abuse the way it's intended, and that's what these series are for. Uh, we can use abuse to really, say, use it as a tool, just like any other, say, negative emotion or negative tool that's used to control us, to control, say, our dimension in time. So, so getting back into the real purpose, uh, thus ending what we define as, say, abuse in our society. Um, we talked about passive-aggressive um, levels of abuse, mild to extreme. Um, the martyr complex, uh, we talk, uh, I didn't talk about that. But again, you know, uh, this goes into religion. You have to abuse yourself to feel good or to go into heaven. It doesn't work that way. Think of it, and this is why the logic. Okay? Again, this is all about logic. This works in every case, in every scenario, all the time. Why does the martyr complex or, you know, let's suffer in this lifetime so we can be, uh, so we can, you know, go to heaven in the next lifetime. Again, the logic behind that just doesn't hold water. It, it just can't. So basically what happens is that you're on your path, you suffer, right? You don't grow from that suffering. You keep going. Well, if I keep suffering, then I'm going to go to heaven. I'll be on my path. 
So you're off your path and you keep go, you going off the wrong path. Well, by the time you die, look how far off the path you are. There's no way in hell that you're going to go to heaven if you're that far off the path. You have to learn how to stay on your path. You have to course correct. Again, be in complete harmony with time. Hence, if you're in complete harmony in time, there's no way that suffering is used to say, um, you can use suffering to expand and grow and again go to heaven when you cross over. But if you, you, you think that suffering, right, the way most people do it, the way religion, society, spirituality, they suffer, they go more and more and more off the path. And again, when they think they die, it's like, oh gosh, I'm going to awaken. No. You're going to stay in that paradigm. I see it all the time when people cross over. They just leave their bodies and then stay in this reality of lower density until somebody or something awakens. So, um, so again, very important point for those people who want to do good and suffer or even help others and suffer, allow themselves to suffer, to help others. It, it doesn't work. So, uh, so, so this series, just to note, it's not people. It's not just about people who get abused. It's really a great foundation for those individuals who really want to say, accumulate massive say, wealth or massive success or uh, fame, okay, fame, fortune, whatever it is, uh, fame, fortune, wealth, uh, in the proper way. Again, it's a really great foundation for significant success or doing success the proper way for those individuals who are already on the road and then for those individuals who, again, are still running abusive patterns. It's a great way to eliminate uh, that abuse pattern and turn it into a strong foundation. All right. A lot of good content. Uh, I believe if you have any comments, uh, write in MASEI, that's M-A-S-E-I, MASEI, at masajai.com uh, and then also look for uh, the actual abuse series coming up uh, uh, this coming new year it's a great way to start get rid of the garbage the abuse and start fresh and strong uh, for 2019 and as always notice what you notice and then start noticing the details of what you notice